0: This episode is brought to you by GeekAid.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's Patreon.com slash GeekAid. Now on with the show.
1: Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. Do I
2: have a massive asshole?
1: (laughs) And the amazing Chris Randazzo.
0: To be fair, she's not an evil stepmother, she's just a cunt.
1: (laughs) We're here on this week's episode Talk Television. (laughs) I am so proud of both of you.
2: (laughs) <laughs> and just in case you were wondering what kind of show you're in for <laughs> uh,
1: There was minor talk before I started recording Is anything off limits, but apparently not We're here on this week's episode, talk television uh, This week was Karen's pick She chose Fleabag, episode one, or of season one, episode one There is no title, it's a British show But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder That you can get in touch with us at mail at com. Tell us what we're doing right, tell us what we're doing wrong Suggest a show, we'll watch it Ah, uh, Karen. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I truly am proud of both of you because as I watched this episode, those were the only two lines that I could, in my brain, pick out and go, ooh, those are good, but maybe I don't know. There's some <laughs> sauciness in there.
0: <laughs> oh, this is a very saucy show.
1: Karen, you picked this show. I did. And this episode in particular. Um, Why?
2: Okay. Uh well I picked the show because I was pretty sure it was gonna win a boatload of Emmys. Mm. And I was right. Okay. Um uh, uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, um and uh I I watched the whole thing, all twelve episodes of it that exist, and I love it, and I've just been waiting for a chance to share it with you guys. And I picked this episode because I don't know if you watched any further, Evan. No, uh, I know Chris not. did. Um but uh, <clears throat> The way the story goes, it would be hard to pick a, a story deeper into the season, not because they're not good, just because there's <clears throat> relationships that develop as the series goes on that if you don't have the backstory, it's tough to jump in. Gotcha. In the
1: I, uh, okay. Um. So, the, the okay. <laughs> the basis <laughs> of the <this> show is... <laughs> Angry, pervy, outrageous, and hilarious flea bag arrives with a bang. Like that pretty much sums it up. But I IMDB did well with their explanation of it. I as I watched this show, my only problem was I couldn't pin down a timeline. Oh really?
2: Okay, that's interesting.
1: Because as I'm watching it, it I feel that it flips back well. By the and, end of the yeah. episode, you find out that they are flipping back and forth, and I thought as I was watching it, maybe they were just—I—I I, I don't want to say non sequiturs, but like they kept jumping from scene to scene, and they weren't linear. And that's why I didn't watch further on because I, I was like, I was confused, and I wanted to talk about this before getting it cleared up. You you know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah.
0: I was taken slightly aback by that in the first episode, too, where I was there was one or two scenes that I looked at and said, wait, when is this? But it didn't bother me really much at all in comparison to uh, the rest of the uh, show. But I'll I'll wait for my turn to to dive into my thoughts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, the, the basis of the show is is this. It's I love breaking the fourth wall. It's one of my favorite things in, in television and movies where they may or the character on screen talks directly to you or to the viewer. And this show does that really well. And it does Extreme, it a lot.
0: Extremely well and fast <laughs> and just seamlessly like it is
2: like in a way that lets you read her mind.
0: Yeah.
1: As it's... opposed to a voiceover they are they, She's <laughs> literally just saying it out loud. Yeah, and it's there's
2: and so along with what would normally be a vo- voiceover, you also get like the facial expression that goes along with it. Yes, mm-hmm. and which like informs the the inner thoughts much it's more. It's the
1: accent, like the, it's the, the 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 inflection without actually being spoken. She is mm-hmm. is is she fr- I recognize her. I feel like I sh- I feel like I should recognize her from something. Is um
2: <clears throat> she created Killing Eve which she is not in, so you wouldn't recognize her from that, but she did do that. Um, Aside from that, I don't know her from anything else.
0: And she does star in the show Fleabag. Oh, that's probably where I got it from.
1: (laughs) Right there on the cover.
2: The benefit, I think, of her talking to the camera as opposed to doing it as a voiceover is that sometimes her comments to the audience aren't comments, they're looks, Mm -hmm. which is like, it's... (laughs) like she should win a prize just for her face and how expressive it is, and like how much she can get across just with a look.
1: She is quite quite talented i I'm gonna be honest with you, I was sort of taken i this didn't hit me the way I wanted it to like I really wanted to enjoy it, and due to the fact there was a line of confusion in there, it if i did I sat down and watched it a second time with Angela, and she got into it. And had that not happened, I probably would not have progressed to watch another episode after we discussed this. But now she and I will probably sit down and watch it. Um, it was funny. It got really dark at points. And then uncomfortable. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry, just saying that it's
0: funny. Just, th- this first episode fucking slayed me. I was... Cracking up hysterically on this one. I, I can't
2: tell you how much I enjoyed <laughs> listening to you laugh at this show. I mean... And what things made you laugh.
0: Just completely friggin' slayed me. Like, I loved... I am such a sucker for timing. Um,
1: oh, this show does timing <laughs> very well.
0: Right, seriously? Like, unbelievably well. Like, I, I when, way back when I made you guys watch Dragon Ball Z Abridged, right? The right. reason like a solid 50% of the reason I love that so much is that it's timing is flawless. The delivery is just absolute spot on. And this is, this is as good a timing in comedy as I've ever seen in anything. And it's just, it's just rapid fire enough. But, um, you could also tell in that first episode that there was going to be a Scrubs esque, uh, more to it kind of a thing. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, um, I immediately was totally sold on watching more episodes of the show uh, and we've been watching, you know, taking back at least one a night uh, since. And uh, it's I will say that your um, timeline confusion that that's going to go away quick. I can't think of another instance where I've been confused about when something happens, uh, outside of the occasional, there's a, there's a through line scene that keeps showing up, uh, that you don't know, or at least I don't know when it happened or even who is directly involved. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, that's, that's a very intentional, like they keep flashing to that same scene. Like it's, uh something important happened at that moment and eventually there will be a payoff. But outside of that, I remember one or two times in the first episode being a little bit confused as to when something took place. And I don't think that continues because I can't think of another instance where I felt confused about when something was happening past the first episode. So,
2: It's interesting to me that (coughs) you guys felt that way to different degrees of being thrown (laughs) off by the flashbacks because I felt like one thing that I really loved about that was how they trusted the audience to figure out what was going on without spoon feeding it and being like. And then remember back when this happened. I
0: see, and well, here's... it's not necessarily a flashback. It's that it's, it's it. The scenes that confused me weren't really flashbacks so much as just like they almost seemed like, okay, is this five minutes from now or five minutes ago? Like it was really right. It, there is know,
1: it, no there is no conscious effort to say, hey, this is a flashback. It it. Continues the story sort of seamlessly, but, like, okay, so there's a scene where she's, if I'm not mistaken, she's sitting there singing with Boo. Yes. And then right after that, they are, or she is sitting outside of a bar or some sort of restaurant, and there's a woman heavily intoxicated, sitting on the curb, passing out, mm-hmm. and with the way the lighting was and with the, and, like... I thought that was boo and then a few minutes later it's explained to me what happened to boo so that couldn't have been boo like those that is those were the things that threw me because there was no definitive line of hey this is not now or this is not after what just happened and now that that timing or that that I don't know that that pacing is set i I would assume that it would become easier to understand, especially when more information comes out. You get a lot of background about the main character as well as bits and pieces of the tertiary characters around around her you know her relationship with that exceptionally skinny boyfriend that oh God. <laughs> holy eat a sandwich um her relationship with her sister like. There, there are things that we are learning, but throughout the entirety of the show, she is covered in this, this persona of, oh, uh, like, just shy of I, I don't want to associate with her, but she makes me laugh, which means I want to see more. I, it was it was very confusing for Evan. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean uh, that's another thing I love about this show is that the this main characters allowed to be so flawed oh. um like you see guy characters like this all the time like and they're not necessarily painted as likable characters but you rarely would see a woman who's allowed to like make all these like overly sexual comments and jokes and you know be kind of physically disgusting sometimes and i uh, i just love that she she's allowed to just be kind of more real than a lot of times we get to see women be
1: what i liked about her character the most was is that when she was being for lack of a better term disgusting she was she was disgusted by herself
2: right and yeah
1: like the whole the whole interaction with her sister was okay not so much the actual interaction with her sister it was the fourth wall breaking her, her interaction with us about her sister the i'm just gonna do it i'm just gonna do it i'm just gonna do it i'm gonna <laughs> do it oh, i'm like i can't do it i am just going to do it i am just going to do it i am going to do it i am not i can not do it i can not like she was disgusted with herself the the only time that that didn't show through which i thought was gonna i as soon as she touched that statue in her stepmother's room <laughs> i knew it was gone I was either going to break or it's going to get stolen. One of the two. And when, at the very end, when she's got it in her hand, she looks at the camera. She's like, "That should have been a point where I'm, I'm, I'm grossed out by myself." But she wasn't. She was proud. She was happy. That. Yep.
2: Well, to be fair, that stepmother character is pretty fucking horrible, and you ah, get look. to find that even more. Like <laughs> she's kind of like passive aggressively horrible in the first episode, but as you go along, it's more like you can see, oh, like. Sh- fleabag's been dealing with this woman for however long for months and months moving into like the mother role in her family Mm -hmm. and like she's just the fucking worst
0: (laughs) yeah she's she's just grotesque i
1: i hate her uh
2: and and god bless olivia (laughs) coleman she's amazing at that role
1: i everybody like the only person that I was put off extremely by, and everybody did a, a really good job acting, playing their characters really well. The only person that really threw me was that date that she went on. The and toothy
2: guy. The, the toothy
1: holy
0: guy. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was waiting for them him. to actually
1: fall out of his face. There's there's
0: more of that guy. You really, get to see him more than once. Ah, uh, fascinatingly, he is
2: awful. used to great effect. <laughs> yes, certainly.
1: Yes. Uh, I. You know, I'm going to probably give, a, a, a you know, a, a little more time to this show. Um, I'm glad to hear that, Chris, that you enjoyed it as much as you did, because there were times like I watched it the first time by myself and I know I laughed. And then I, I felt as I was, you know, getting ready for the show and, and I wasn't going to watch it again. I was like, I, I this wasn't for me. Like, I'm I'm just guessing that this it just didn't hit me right. And then I watched it again. And as I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. I chuckled again. Usually that doesn't happen. Like once I see it and the funny hits, that's that's usually it for me. Like I'll say, "Oh, that's funny. I get it." But like I laughed out loud again. And the things that made me uncomfortable the first time, like I shouldn't say uncomfortable, the things that confused me the first time, after understanding it, they flowed a little bit better. They made a little bit more sense and lesser Angela f- fully picked up on the timeline flip floppiness and and whatnot, so I don't know why it didn't hit me right the first time, but the second time around, with knowing what I was getting into it it made it more palatable, I guess and easier to understand.
2: I also feel like those kind of out of sync scenes are another um kind of unique unique to the show way of like showing us her inner monologue of like this is the moment she's thinking of in the present she's thinking of this moment in the past and all the things that are happening around her now are making her think of this time she had with boo or whatever whatever it is basically if anytime you see boo you know that's in the
1: past and yeah and and that's understandable but it's now that like you just said that it it makes sense that she was having the flashback of the 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 monta the dressing up the the in the clothier if you will because mm-hmm. she was just dealing with her sister and the blouse that she stole like okay no I I get that there there is a there is a a linear timeline to it but it is it is in essence a flashback so that it heightens what we just saw without. You know the wavy lines out be, the cloudiness.
2: I don't want to be like reverse sexist, but I guess it does help to have a woman's brain to understand the show a little bit better. Because <laughs> there are things that are like uniquely unique to the female experience in this show. <laughs> okay.
0: I, I will definitely say that um I, mean, I I I may I took note of during the Emmys actually of how many um Shows we've been watching lately that have female leads that are just they're really good roles. Mm-hmm. This role in particular is 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 pretty outstanding and um, I will say that outside of that um, Outside of that first episode the time jumpy stuff it just stopped it, it made a lot more sense after that first episode Like immediately I never had even a, a close concern of that again once I kind of got a grasp on who the characters were mm-hmm. uh, I did find it particularly hilarious where Karen pointed out to me that we don't really know any of the characters' names in the show, and I didn't even notice because I don't know
1: anyone's names anyway. (laughs) Well, if you look at the cast list, it's Fleabag, Arsehole Guy, Bus Rodent, Harry, Bank Manager, Claire, Young Man, Boo. That's like the top (laughs) eight characters in this drunk girl, dad. (laughs) Well, that's just it. Like,
0: I don't know... I, I that's
2: what he would call them anyway. That's what I
0: would call them anyway. Like, that's just... I don't... I'm so terrible with character names on anything anyway, so I just thought it was kind of funny that that was the case, but what Karen was saying was like the... Uh,
1: <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. It just clicked what bus rodent meant. It's the toothy dude. <laughs> yes. That, see? Now that's fucking funny, IMDb.
2: <laughs> well, IMDb didn't do that. Like I know. The, the show but th- sends them the...
1: <laughs> you yeah, see, but usually IMDb will... If Do they ever dis- disclose his name? Nope. Oh, okay. That's what
0: that's what I was saying like, like a the, lot of the time the sh- the show just doesn't tell you what these characters names are and Karen was pointing that out to me as an interesting thing and I'm like I didn't even notice. I don't know anyone's name on any TV show.
1: <laughs> I I get you.
0: But to what she was saying about it being like uh, you uh, what is it? like having a female brain helps mm-hmm. like I, I clearly don't have a female brain, but I love I love so much about the way that this treats the f- treats the female experience. Like it's so refreshing seeing such a real person because I'm married to a very real person, and you know, hi, <laughs> <laughs> hi. You know, we we talk uh, you know, we we talk about stuff, and it's just really kind of refreshing seeing this kind of this kind of realism, and I I kept drawing a lot of comparisons to the way that I would, um, uh, the the main character of Miss Maisel, uh, whose name I'm throwing a blank on. Doesn't matter. Midge. Midge, there you go. Uh, Very different setting, obviously, but again, a, a, a very honest portrayal of a woman in that era, and this just being as raunchy as it is, and just as honest as it is, I find... in endlessly intoxicating i just think it's so interesting to watch and so fun and so refreshing because it's the it it kind of puts all the other female characters on a lot of other shows just completely in a a like well that's not real like it it kind of points out how unrealistic so many other female characters are um watching something like this Mm, uh absolutely and just the the relationship between her and her sister. Uh, again, it's not something you get so much of in the first episode because I've. After the first episode, I thought their relationship was far more adversarial than it, than it is, but it is more nuanced than that. And it is very. Uh, very touching. Uh, it's
1: it. I'm, well, you this, could this see show there is... was something there because oh, absolutely you can. When uh, she you, tried to you, hug yeah. her, like like that was f- like I laughed out loud <laughs> at say? the fact that she slapped her by accident. <laughs> and, I, and then Angela and I watched it again, and it happened again, and she laughed out loud, and then she goes, "That's me and my sister." And I went, <laughs> "I know. That's exactly what I thought when I first saw it."
2: <laughs> uh.
0: There's Just, an episode in there God damn this one this one really uh, What was it the the one where she goes to the silence place that was that was a silent four, retreat. I think Yeah So there's this like rich ret- I won't go into the whole story behind it but she goes in this like retreat this women's retreat with her sister where like the whole therapeutic angle of it is that they work in silence. Okay. It's they do chores in this giant house in complete silence. They're not allowed to talk. But, like, right across the uh, right across the field is the men's version of it. And the men's version is, like, there's a bunch of blow-up dolls of women that they scream and curse at. <laughs> and it's just like... Wow, God! If this isn't just—first off, this is probably real. Uh, this is probably actually something that exists. Both of these things, but if that just doesn't sum up the
2: the difference, the
0: <laughs> gross, disgusting inequality of just like, well, this is how women are expected to deal with problems—is to shut up and clean, and men are expect, men they need a release, you know? They they gotta let go of all these you know horrible things that they want to say about women, and it was just the the whole episode was just this whole thing going back and forth and me just thinking, God, this is gross, but it's also incredibly realistic. But at the same time, there is this, I, I, I know you don't care about spoilers, but I want to give mm-hmm. a just gross warning to people in who are listening to this podcast who want to watch more of this show. If you haven't seen this episode yet, I'm going to mention a spoiler to make a point. Um, because I, did, I think it's a spoiler because i thought it was really interesting that this this happened so you're you are warned Forewarned. um in the first episode where she went to that that was in the first episode where she went to the guy the to bank? get the, the bank to get yes. the loan yes. and she talked to that that whole thing was freaking hysterical <laughs> that misunderstanding and then like when she got up to leave he like she called him a perv and he called her a slut. a slut so and then she stopped and went,
1: really? Wow.
0: So at the camp, that guy is at the men's camp, and she sees him, and it's you know because he's at this camp because he 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 sexually assaulted somebody in the workplace. Like it was ju- it was just gross that this was his punishment that he gets to go to this camp and yell at fake women to try and get in touch with the person that he is but there's this absolutely amazing moment where he says all this stuff and you're like wow this is a gross person but then he says all this other stuff that shows that that is not all that that person is and like no he doesn't he deserves worse than what he's getting and what he did to whoever that person was was horrible but it doesn't mean that that person doesn't also have these feelings of wanting to get back to his wife and all this other stuff. And the whole time she's being dead silent. She hasn't been the whole episode (laughs) because she's not going to conform to these rules. But in the interest of having a conversation with this guy, she pretended that she was following the rules the whole time. Um, And I found that whole conversation relentlessly fascinating because, you know, this show is so, um, what is the word I'm looking for? It's, it's like, it's not like feminist propaganda or anything like that, but it's very pro-feminism, you know, it's very, it's
2: just very honest. It's
0: very honest and, um, tre- and treating women like people. And, in the current climate of just, you know, wow, there's a lot of really shitty men out there that do really shitty things that genuinely ruin a lot of people's lives, and that's horrible, and this is one of those people. Whoever he did that to is going to be uncomfortable for the rest of their life about this thing that happened to them, and at this this show was honest enough to let you feel a twinge of, like, okay, this guy's a piece of garbage, but he's he also has aspects of his personality that aren't garbage. And you almost feel bad for this guy for a moment um, because he's still a human being. And it's so interesting to see something like that presented in such a complex way because usually you would think that a show, you would think that any show, especially a show, uh, I don't even know if especially a show like this, but you would think that a show would paint a character like that as just 100% bad because Mm -hmm. that's, you, you look at that like, oh, you did this, you're a piece of shit. And while I do believe to an extent that that is that is absolutely true, people do make mistakes, and people have more facets to them than that. Right. And people can grow, even if they're pieces of shit like that. I don't know. I found that scene just Most incredibly are fascinating.
1: More, more than one-dimensional. Yes. And a lot of times, TV tropes are to make a character a single thing for the entirety of the time that they are on the screen it's nice to see and even this like flea bag like the main character you see her bounce back and forth between all of these personality traits as the 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 episode progresses you know like there are the disgusting moments there're the the shocked moments there are things that she is doing that you know her truly not understanding the, the like when she's i don't want to say confronting but when she's talking with her father where that that fear flew out of her face, like I've she was genuinely afraid of, like that's what she is, or that's the type of person that she is, and it's like we saw more of more than that in just this twenty five minute episode. So it seems that the character building that they're doing in this show is 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 great, even for those lesser liked characters or those, I mean. I never expected to
0: see that guy again, and the fact that he showed up again, I was like, "Well, that's kind of a funny thing to do in this episode." But then they, they actually did something with it, and the way that particular scene ends, I, I, I don't want to spoil that for you, mm-hmm. and I know you don't care about spoilers, but I just I don't even spoil that for you because it was one of those things that was like, it hit me as hard as like. You know, one of those, it just, I keep drawing the parallels to Scrubs because it's one of the first shows that ever really did that for me, where it was like, this show is a comedy. This show is absolutely hysterical, except when it's not. Mm -hmm. And then it just, it just hits you right in the feels. And Mm -hmm. this was one of those things that I was just like, oh, I mean, like, I kind of assumed, but damn, it's really, that's hard to hear because for all of this person's flaws and there are many. She's extremely likable and I really root for her. And uh yeah, that's that, this show is freaking incredible, man. It's <laughs> really good. I am so like thank you Karen for introducing me to this, but also like how did I I never even heard of this before. Like I, I went in completely blind. Like she so mentioned this show last week that this is what we're going to listen to and I didn't even look it up. I was like I don't know what this is. I don't know anything about this. I just assumed by the name Fleabag that it was going to be some sort of like drama about someone who had been like horribly abused and was like treated like a dog. And I was not expecting, first off, it to be so unfathomably hysterical. Like I crack up when I laugh at this show. I laugh hard.
1: And see, this is uh, these wonderful. are the reasons I like um, the fire stick. the fire tv that i watch because on the main menu it has like this startup screen that'll highlights shows from not only amazon but from hulu from netflix from cbs like anything that you could possibly get on there and this the imagery for this show was on it a while ago and the artwork for it was not something that like i that Drew me to it, but I, I saw it when Karen said when you when you mentioned that we were gonna watch the show. I'm like, oh, I've seen something about that. So like, it wasn't a complete unknown to me. It was just something that didn't like it didn't garner more interest from me. And now that I watched the first episode, then I look at the artwork, you know, the cover artwork for the DVD or whatever it is. I'm like, oh, I get it now. That makes more sense than just a weird sort of poster um <laughs> it's funny that you say the roller coaster of emotion that this show does I am still watching um Inner Space right no final uh-huh. space that cartoon that I had you guys watch uh-huh. and it is the only show that I currently watch episode by episode weekly because at the end of every episode I go this show is hitting me with so many feels and it shouldn't it's a goddamn cartoon tune and if you're saying that this show does that I'm going to end up watching like I'm going to watch the rest of this you know it what was it, like, it's two watch it, the rest of it tonight is it two, it's seasons? two
2: seasons six episodes each all half hour episode that's, that's it's not gonna take you long. six
1: hours and I already got a half hour in so five and a half hours uh, I'll be done by tomorrow <laughs> uh,
2: and I just I can't wait for both of you to go on the journey that is season two because it is like so different from season one and just amazing. And Andrew Scott, who played Moriarty in Sherlock, is in it, and he's fucking fantastic.
1: Hmm. They keep doing They're, the fourth wall breaking, right? And they do it. Oh with, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Because they did it, it, is, it really. It is well.
2: an integral part of their storytelling. The I I watched the first episode. I had heard like criti- critics. Talk about their show and be like, "This show's great." Blah blah blah. And I was, there's a hundred million shows out there like that. Like critics say it's great, and I'm like, "Great." I don't have any fucking time to watch this. Mm-hmm. But I found myself with some time, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna watch that Fleabag show." And I watched this episode, and I was like, "I was a little, a little hesitant." Like you guys, I was like, I'm "Not sure I get it," but I liked it, and it made me laugh, and I'm all, I want to see one more and see. where it goes and I believe it is the cold open for episode two that got me Fleabag is sitting on a subway train and there's just this hard rock song playing and every so often it like hits a guitar chord and when it does every like everybody on the subway is just quiet and going about their own business but when the the guitar chord hits everybody like cringes in pain for like a second and so like whatever 30 seconds of this song plays and like she's sitting there and like watching all this strangeness going on around her and like she's the only one not reacting to the song and nobody like after they flinch in pain they go back to whatever it was they were doing like nothing happened so like this goes on for like 30 seconds and then she just looks at the camera and goes I think I'm getting my period and it <laughs> smashes to the credits. And I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. That, that, got, that is exactly what that feels like. That is a visual representation of that feeling.
0: I, that's funny that you bring that up because like, as we we're watching that bit, I was just like, yeah, I don't, what, what the hell? I don't, I don't know about this. And then as soon as she dropped that line, I just fucking lost it. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I just absolutely lost it. Oh, uh, and I, I also have to, have to kick out the opening credit sequence, the title card sequence, as it were, kills me every time <laughs> that it is like less than what is it one solid second of just like extremely intense, filthy jazz music or something. It's like, and then it's over. <laughs> it <laughs> cracks me up. It is so genius. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't think that ha- I don't. I can't say that I remember that happening in the first episode. I do with, with the, the cold <laughs> it's opening every episode. Okay, with with the opening of this episode, as she's talking and she's and she's doing the beat by beat for what she is experiencing with this other gentleman, and that break, I knew, like when. Okay, there was such a long beat that she goes, and then you sit there and you think, and I go, if she doesn't say that I have a huge asshole, I'm going to be really disappointed in this show. <laughs> and she did. And I was like, okay, that's, I'm on board for this. Let's, let's take this ride. Let's see where this train goes.
2: <laughs> I just love that where she's like, and then he's wandering away towards, you know, another direction and you, you're kind of not sure about it, but, oh, he came all this way and you're already here. <laughs>
1: and to be to be fair he he is he does have a a large penis i'm like what (laughs) What? okay (laughs) all right carrie great pick good job (laughs) i'm so glad you guys liked it i'm
2: so happy angie liked it yeah i can't wait for you guys to watch it together
1: (laughs) she's on board um all right let's take a quick break we've officially talked about the show longer than the actual episode i like it when that happens every <laughs> once in a while always a good sign <laughs> um when we get back we're gonna talk some news so stay tuned
0: are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now of course you are but did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek related goodness geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books horror movies x-men music video games music in video games transformers anime tv shows tabletop gaming wrestling beer and more and hey if you want to help us create even more original content please consider supporting us on patreon that's available at patreon.com slash geekade what's your geek
3: Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, Yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, Every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food, muckbane, right there? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. uh, We got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And If you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know we really do appreciate it trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlore Global to a house near you, maybe even your house. So guys pop in, say hello and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv/geekade. See you then guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games.
1: Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekaid.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geek Aid is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekaid.com. Send your ad in today. and we're back. Thank you so much for checking out the commercials. Let's talk some news. Um, first up from we got this Um Ant-Man 3 reportedly canceled may become Disney Plus show. That's I uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean that's pretty much it like they there was they they during their marvel uh, san diego comic-con presentations and their d3 presentation d23 presentations they didn't really say anything about ant-man 3 um so there's the possibility that it could become one of the shows i i i don't know i like it better as a movie i think like
2: yeah i when i saw this first saw this story i thought it was bad news and then i showed it to chris and he was like I'd watch the shit out of an Ant-Man through Ant Man TV show.
1: Yeah, same here. See, but like now... it'll I
0: had two on... movies already. I'll take some episodes.
1: <laughs> Sign me up. I, I guess it, it for me it would be how they handle those episodes. Like if it would be just like a, a Monster of the Week kind of thing. I don't know if I'd be into that. I like the... Because it, lo- like, it is a, a con movie or a heist movie, if you will. I mean,
0: the first one was. The second one was very Monster of the Week.
1: No, I'm talking about like uh, short small 45 minute episodes gets everything out single done move on mm. to the next thing. I liked it draw I don't not necessarily villainous kind of they, they both of the movies, hold on, let me think. What was the second one? Second the one, second
0: we? one was all about going into the, the the quantum realm. Yeah, the quantum realm to get Michelle Pfeiffer back. Okay. And then like Ghost there. Was, was a lot they were stealing back and forth there.
1: with the the okay.
0: I don't know. And they tried to steal the, the 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 building, and like that worked fine as a movie. But if that was like a mini series, I would have been just as happy. And
1: well, I, no matter what, getting more Ant Man would be good. That's what I'm saying. Rod like I
0: I love these characters. I think Ant Man and Wasp are great, and uh, I feel like just the movies they don't they don't have the same cachet as a lot of the other MCU movies. You know, like. Mm-hmm first one was very lightning in a bottle and even that was like pretty low tier as far as MCU stuff is concerned so I mean if this is the way we get more Ant-Man and the Wasp and like a decent amount more of these great characters sign me up man I, I thought that was a great idea
1: okay Um I'm gonna skip down a couple of news articles just so that we could probably I'm gonna try to get like the Disney Plus stuff out of the way because this is also something that I really wanted to talk about um ComicBook.com brings us sort of I, I, okay, Captain America star Haley Atwell on Marvel's What If, showing Peggy Carter in a very different light. Now, I I've always liked the What If storylines. They you know they take you know major story arcs and and spin a little something on it in the comics and show what could have happened. This seeing this story play out. I am all on board for this. I I am so excited to see a what if series, especially if they're doing it's an animated version. Like if if they, I want to see them you know work with the art styles to to incorporate you know the story, not just make it one art style for all of the stories kind of thing. Like I feel that they could do a lot of really good entertaining stuff on with this and. We get Haley. I mean, that's that's all sorts of good, especially as a as a Captain America.
2: Yes, I will always take more Haley Atwell as Cap, as uh, Peggy Carter.
1: Yeah, but this is Peggy Carter plus.
2: As Captain America.
1: Yes. Ooh. What do they call uh, uh, Captain, Captain Carter? Captain Carter. <laughs> really?
0: And we're not going with Captain America Carter? Oh. All right, fine. Ugh. Oh.
1: You love it, and you know it, <laughs> do I though Captain America Carter no All right. so yeah the, i mean the 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 rumor is is that they were supposed to be doing a what if story for each of the characters in the m c u but they can they could go crazy, bring in other characters something that's people that haven't been in movies, just have fun with it it's animated they've done a lot more characters animated that they have you know live action just have fun with it
0: and what if aunt may was the herald of galactus there you go <laughs> there you go that's a thing by the way it is that, that was one of them yeah i freaking love what ifs they're so crazy it, and so, <laughs> some of them oh are really Remember crazy the really old one like what if what if jane foster was thor <laughs> like, yeah yeah what if yeah. <laughs> then they did that and
1: it was awesome yeah <laughs> Like, some of them were really, really crazy, like that, and then some of them were not. Like, what if, you know, this ha- Uncle Ben lived? Like, that. Mm-hmm. that's not crazy. It just makes the storyline very different. That's it. So, what if the Punisher became Captain America, or, you know, things like that? Like, those stories were possibles, and then th- the other way out there ones, like Aunt May, Harold of Galactus, that, like... <laughs>
0: Didn't no. they do... Wasn't there like a spin-off series that was comedic called What The or what something the, like what that?
1: The, what The... I think there was a bunch of like asterisks and question marks and whatnot. Yes, there was. I don't know if that was actually what I've seen that. You know, there was there was a Moon Knight appearance in one of those. What
0: Thanos joined the Avengers? Uh, what if the <laughs> Sergeant Fury had fought World War II in outer space? <laughs> what if you were Spider-Man? Oh, jeez. Uh... What if the Watcher had killed Galactus, blah, blah, blah. Oddly.
1: W-H-I. There
0: we go. What if Dazzler had become the Herald of Galactus? That's
1: (laughs) 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 See, now, to to non-comic book people, none of that makes sense. But to those that are in the know, that's some funny shit right there so what if venom had possessed the punisher
0: (laughs) it's just this horrible drawing of venom with an unbelievably wide crotch
1: (laughs) holding a pair of guns (laughs) oh goodness gracious me oh my comic books are great i don't i it's a shame that it took so long for it to become so popular what if the fantastic four were
0: cosmonauts (laughs) Uh. oh yay
1: (laughs) All right. Let's let's move on with the news. Let me scroll back up here cuz if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, this is the next. One. This um uh, where did this come from? tor.com. A single mom raises a superhero in the first trailer for Raising Dion. I watched this trailer. Looks good. Looks really good.
2: Yeah, uh, it looks pretty cool. I you know, it was not a concept I ever really thought about of like what if you know a superhero gets their powers when they're a kid and they're all you know young and can't control their feelings and
1: and that's or their powers what's funny is is that like one of the major superheroes was born on another planet and became superman and there was a puberty run there that really they didn't really touch upon much like Mm -hmm. so to see this now and it it the way they're handling the imagery of it, it looks like Netflix. Shockingly enough, is dropping a penny or two on this to make it look good. Um, and uh, Jordan, uh, what's his name? Michael B. Jordan. Like mm-hmm. he's part of it. I think he was. I want to say he was one of the producers as well. Like he's more than like. Apparently, he's the father. So it it looks. Check it out because it really looks well done um the kid that is acting in it like young yeah I, I wish uh Josiah Young just doing well I mean it, it's Netflix they they hardly ever let me down, which is it's just good I like that stuff.
2: It's nice to see an original superhero story. Not that I'm, you know, in any way sick of or not interested in like established superheroes, but between this and the boys, it's just it's just interesting now to to see other people coming up with their own ideas of superheroes and superhero stories.
1: Yeah, like see, when it comes to like, unfortunately, a lot of these stories have been told, and then when they hit the screen, the or small screen they don't go back to the source material to see someone come up with an original idea like um granted it's not a super of original idea but like um bright bright burn like which was the the what if superman was evil oh movie? yeah yeah like they that was a horror movie and it was entertaining like i enjoyed that because granted i have heard that story before i'd never seen it like we've heard interpretations like what if he was born in Russia or Krestland in Russia like their interpretations of it and to see this side of it i have a young child getting the the understanding or being like figuring out what it is to be super it might be interesting i'll check it out it's netflix of course i'll watch it <sighs> all right hollywood reporter um okay the Boondocks revived at HBO Max with two season order. We spoke about this not too long ago, didn't we? Maybe. I feel like we did. I didn't. I, I felt like it was coming back, and I am crazy interested to see what they do with the. Because f- this show is back in 2014, it was very topical. I'm curious to see what they do with the fodder that is happening in today's age.
2: I feel like on HBO Max they're going to have a lot more freedom than they did on Cartoon Network in yeah. terms of like language and subject sub, subject matter. Mm-hmm.
0: And it, I mean, and they didn't shy away from stuff on Cartoon Network and Adult Swim as it was. So, that's,
1: and that's what I was just going to say. So, I mean, it seems like the original um, creative team is on board, which the last season of the first run did not have. I think. <laughs> so, and it's HBO, HBO Max, so like you said, they ha- now have freedom to do what they want. So, here's hoping. It's uh, also joining a Gremlins prequel, which, do I want that? Do I want a Gremlins prequel?
2: Hmm. Well, who doesn't want a Gremlins prequel?
0: Yeah. I
1: feel like the answer
0: to that is is really good only going to be answered when it happens (laughs) okay do i want this Mm. i i don't i don't know and i don't think i can know
1: until it happens (laughs) all right moving on to tvline.com and the arrowverse news let's we'll cover all of the arrowverse in one foul swoop coming back foul swoop (laughs) oh well We'll get to that. Arrow favorite Willa Holland to return and re- recur during season. not season finale. Final season. Um, so yeah, Thea. Thea's back. Didn't I thought she died? Oh wait, she did die. She came back because of Lazarus Pit. That's what. A, that's right. And then she left with Red Arrow. Mm-hmm. And now she's back again. But as I was reading this. She, she didn't come back when he he, he came back already, but they and had a falling out because she yeah. was doing other things. What she's doing, I don't know, but she's doing other things. Um, so she's coming back for the final season. Yay!
2: Yay! Yeah, that's the, wonderful. Uh,
1: um, but,
0: uh, uh, did I post that other news story in here? I bet I, I think didn't. so.
1: Which one? Because we're also uh, talking about. Uh, well, those two, there was a Skrulls. Scroll. Oh, no. Nah. Did, please, what? Because the next one yeah, I'm, about, it, I'm about to talk about is Tom Welling.
0: Yeah, okay, so the the other half of that is uh that, um... Is it Kurt happening? Rosen, no, Rosenbaum's not coming back.
1: Fuck!
0: <gasps> and it's weird, too. He, he asked him on Twitter, they contacted him about coming back. It was like, hey, do you want to be a part of a, a crisis? Um... The schedule is unknown. Uh, You're going to get paid almost nothing. Uh, It it was just the complete ridiculous offer. And it was like, I mean, it sounds neat, but no, I'm not doing that.
1: (laughs) Damn it. All right. Well, let's talk about the other thing on here. Superhero Hype. SuperheroHype.com tells us that Smallville star Tom Welling joins Crisis on Infinite Earths. So we're getting another Superman involved in, in the big old crisis event. Um who else? Like, I'm just going to find out where the other bit... Co- oh, Superhero Hype also tells us that uh, Erica Durant's coming back as well as Lois. So they are getting a whole crap ton of different versions of classic DC characters to show up for this event. Uh, yeah, uh, yes. Yes. I mean... Yeah, I, n- I know. You're over the moon on that one. Yeah. I mean... Erica Durant it, not so much. I mean it eh, but seeing she's
0: no Kristen Curry Curry Kristen Crook it's not so hard to say. <laughs> yeah, it you know what it you, It says you say crook but I look at those letters and that's not what that means. It just doesn't add up in my head. <laughs>
1: uh, all right, the so, worst Chun-Li, got it. There it is. Um are right. Burt Ward, Brendan Roth, Tyler Hoch- Hochlin, John Wesley Ship, Kevin and Kevin Conroy. Kevin yeah, Kevin Conway Conroy gets to
0: play a live action Bruce Wayne that's pretty cool All right, so the official quote was um, so Michael Rosenbaum uh, posted on Twitter I'll just be straight up about this WB called my agents Friday afternoon when I was in Florida visiting my grandfather in a nursing home their offer no script no idea what I'm doing no idea when I'm shooting basically no money and the real kick in the ass we have to know now my simple answer was pass I think you can understand why that's a shame it is a shame because, yeah, that, he's a pretty iconic character. Uh, he is TV one of character.
1: the best Lexes to, gra- to grace the screen.
0: I also read in, in the article that I, had f- I found this in originally. It's not this one that I'm looking at now, but uh, that they didn't even let him read for the part of Lex Luthor in Batman v Superman.
1: Well, he wasn't offered the role. He didn't. They didn't let him
0: read for it. He wanted to read for it, and they they didn't even let him come in to read for it.
1: Hmm. Okay. I don't. Maybe there was. I don't know. That's very possible. Okay.
0: Yeah. It was. It was part of like a, a an interview with him See, that, that like, I was no, reading about earlier. He was like, yeah, I wanted to try out for that because you know, let's let's. I, I think I he wanted to do something with the role. He thought he could be pretty good at it, and they didn't even let him let and him try
1: out for it let's let's put this the spin on this maybe they're trying like okay you saw what they did with batman v superman throwing, Oh yeah throwing lex and he old, dodged a bullet <laughs> an old version of lex in there would have taken away from what they were doing now i'm not saying what they were doing was right okay <laughs> don't 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 cross that t but i understand why they said no now, for something like this, this crisis thing, no. Yeah. you It's WB, whatever, CW, whatever. Just, it's the Arrowverse. If it wasn't yeah. for those people, there would be
0: no Arrowverse. Like, I get that you've got a lot on your plate, guys, but can you give him a little more information than that so he can make an informed decision about coming back? Because the people want him to come back for something.
1: Yes.
2: Come on. For the purples. For, for the purples.
0: For the
1: purples. So, ta, ta, Tom Welling, uh, Superman, a, a version of Superman. We don't know which one. It may be his. I'm I'm going to assume it's going to be his Smallville one. I
0: feel like that's been confirmed since we posted this. I guess. Right. Um, but
1: the the, the the so we're not sure. But here's the thing. Is he coming back as Superman? Is he coming back as Clark? He The thing was about the Smallville version of Superman, he only showed up in costume once uh, at the very, very end. Um, so there's issues. Um, they're also bringing another Arrowverse character uh, actor in to play a version of Superman. So we're going to negate that he's the Adam. in one. I don't know. Confused. But I want to see it. So hmm. I am. I, as I was reading these articles today, um, I've decided that I have to catch up on all of my Arrowverse so I can understand and, and be okay with watching this in December.
2: See, that's what I was just thinking was like, I don't think there's any way we can catch up on an, an entire season and a half of all the Arrowverse shows that we've missed in that time. And I'm 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 kind of interested to see this like just completely blind.
0: Yeah, I am. I honestly do not even care. Like, I'm just, just, sure, if, uh, things happened. I'm in. Now let's just let's just watch this and see where it goes. But it's
1: also the end of a lot of these things, so I'm also curious to see as to where they gone. Like, there was a reason I fell off of these. Like the Arrow, I, I loved that show. I thought they were doing a great job with it, and it just sort of faded away. Same thing with the flash, they were doing a great job with that, show, and it just sort of faded away like I granted there is a lot to watch, but those were those were like the tops of my lists at a at a certain point uh heavy handed segue. What, if, something that probably will not be the top of my list canaries Canary.
2: yeah that's what I was gonna say
1: uh another arrows spin off um they're doing. Is this the one that they're doing the the backdoor pilot episode in Arrow? Yes, that's what I hear. I I, I don't know why.
2: Well, why not?
1: I asked you first. Don't answer a question with a question. <laughs> <laughs> because
0: Arrow is ending and these people still need work. I don't know. <laughs> well, I thought one of them
1: was dead. Oh yeah, like that matters. That's true. <laughs> it's comic <laughs> book, Evan Jesus. That's true. Um, so, seeing as I isn't have...
0: Malcolm Merlin showing up in this like for the last season of Arrow at some point? That dude's been like every kind of dead. He's been real <laughs> dead, fake dead, undead. I...
1: <laughs> he comes back as a zombie. Just that'd be great. I'd watch that. Um, so, uh, Arrow season seven features flash forwards to a future of Star City in the year 2040, where the Canaries operate. Oh. Wow. It's possible that me because I, uh, I... There's too much... The I, image
0: uh, for this has White Canary on there, and I was just like, okay, so we're going to do a team-up show with uh, Katie Lulz... Lots Lulz? Sure. White Canary uh, and the two Black Canaries, like okay, this seems like some hijinks. This this could be stupid fun, Ice right? Metal and then they're just like, oh no no, we're going into the future where Ollie and Felicity's kid is a crime fighter, and then there's like a team of crime fighters, and she's an ex Black Canary, and like let's just confuse the shit out of this, right? Let's get let's get crazy convoluted and make it in the future, and then try to tie it into everything else from there. And it's I'm just looking at it like, well, this seems like uh, it's doomed to fail, but Godspeed, you know.
1: <laughs> Godspeed, Canaries. Godspeed. I so they're doing their best to keep the Arrowverse alive without Arrow or his verse. I guess I don't. I don't.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they'll do just fine, right? Supergirl's been solidly yeah. good. She looks great in pants, right? Yeah. There's a new trailer out today where they. Ended with her actually getting the pants, and she's just like, "I have pants," and it's like, "Yeah, it's fantastic." I missed that show. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I honestly, the one that I missed the least is freaking Flash. For some reason, that show really started to put me off towards the end. But it uh, was the
1: relationship between Flash it and was and th- it was th- it was
0: whatever. Her name Iris. Was. I- Iris. Yeah, it was Iris. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really it. If uh if Iris would just disappear, I would probably be like all about that show again. Uh but you know, I was really interested in what was going on in Arrow and I I think Supergirl is pretty consistently great. Uh I guess I was kinda tired of that specific formula. You know, they are very um you know, they have that CW uh CW oh, superhero yeah. show formula, and I guess I was getting a tad sick of it. But the C W stink. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely reeks of the C W. So
1: uh it's going to keep going, and catch up if you want. Don't. There's Flash, Supergirl, Arrow, Justice Friends of Yesterday, Black Bolt, right? Black is Lightning?
0: Black Lightning still a thing? I think so. I think so. That still. didn't get canceled yet? That's good.
1: Uh, I'm looking at this. There's like an like a, a picture of all the characters. Batwoman is a thing Batwoman, now. Canaries. So, yeah. It's shocking how they've run this long on DC characters and not done Batman, Superman, and or Wonder Woman yet.
0: I think there's like a, isn't there a very specific reason where yeah, they like, don't have the, the rights to
1: them? Yeah,
0: I think it's less about the rights so much as like DC was just like, no, you can't. Yeah, it's not about having the rights to him. Superman's been in Supergirl. It's just about like, you can't do TV shows of these characters because we want them for our movies and we don't want to confuse people or some shit like that. There was some really dumb, dumb, convoluted. Dumb, dumb, just stupid, stupid. Studios like it, 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 seeing the way Justice League turned out, it just makes all the sense to be like, yeah, no, yeah, that makes sense for you people. Yeah. <laughs> You you keep on keeping on, kids.
1: <laughs> All right, moving on. Hollywood Reporter. I'm gonna just skip the Twitter picture that you guys posted because there was mm-hmm. it's very silhouetted, and I'm assuming this next article is referencing that picture. Glow has been renewed for a fourth and final season at Netflix. Now, yay and boo. <laughs> so, what I was unaware of is that they ended season three on a cliffhanger, not knowing that they were getting a season four. Mm hmm. Messed up. Falls out. All right. There you go, guys. But you guys are happy because I understand you are all caught up. Yeah, absolutely, and happy that they're getting a fourth season. Happy that they're going to be able to end their story properly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I could see use I could
0: use a little more, but you know, four seasons is pretty solid. You know, it's because it's a half-hour show. It's like. Well, there's less of it, you know? Like, I can blow through that show pretty quickly. Gotcha. And I really enjoy it. But, you know, if they're going to be able to wrap everything up, they know they have an ending, and, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm in. This is such a fantastic show. It's so good. And again... It's a it's a female driven show that I absolutely love. Like most of what we watch now is female driven, and it's so good. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) why do you sound so surprised, Chris? It's it's just because there hasn't been that for most of my life. You know, Mm. I I I don't know. This seems like so stupid, and I don't know if naive or whatever is the right word, but it's just like it's really dawning on me now that there are so many genuinely good roles for women now, and it just hasn't been that way for most of my life. And uh, it's just it's just ridiculous. And you see, in all the backlash to things like Captain Marvel and the new Star Wars movies, like no, there's good stories being told there, here. I don't, and I don't like,
1: know where I was reading it. It was I think it might have been the what if it was it was talking about Disney, you know, taking you know control of Marvel and ruining it, and then you know referencing you know Captain Marvel as a as a negative thing. Like I like. I can't wrap my brain around it. And yeah, the movie was great. It was. <laughs> and like Angela and I had a very long conversation today about inclusivity in the geek culture where a lot of times for a very long time the geek culture itself was the outsider, like it was negative mm-hmm. to be a geek or a nerd or whatever terminology to to like fantasy and or fiction superhero crap and that has changed because like nine out of ten top grossing movies feature superheroes it's it's now like they're finding things within that culture to be less inclusive. like because the culture is now inclusive you we have to be less inclusive within that culture and it it just it's like it blows my mind like we were on the outs for so long. Why say no or treat any of those portions negatively? Let every let the freak flags fly. Have yeah, a why good would time keep, with it.
0: Why and, would you gatekeep at all? Exactly. In the in this world, it's it's just completely ridiculous to I, me.
1: I remember getting in trouble at school when I was very young because I was trading comic book cards you know, the little Marvel cards, and I, and uh-huh. I had a bunch of friends and, and a teacher said to me that it was a medium that was less than. And I was like, are, are you kidding me? Like, I know, I, I learned how to read with comics. Like, why is this so bad? And now those, that that mindset has completely changed because they are, you know, taking in comics for libraries. and Like, that's how kids are being engaged now. So now we have to infight with each other. Stop it! Yeah, just just stop it. <laughs> <sighs> all right, whoa, whoa. everything's Den of Geek. Let's go over here. Let's. All right, uh, I think there's. Uh, okay, so I'm going to talk supernatural and tertiary supernatural stories. Uh, supernatural <laughs> season. This is from DenOfGeek.com. Supernatural season 15 release date, trailer, cast, plot, and news all show up in this article it's a long one people so if you're gonna read it read the whole thing because do better than i did because i don't want to be spoiled this is the one thing like i don't want to know about because i haven't (laughs) caught up yet um i was upset that i found out that adam was coming back but i was shocked that he was it was so there's a lot of information here karen did you read this whole thing
2: uh, I skimmed it. Okay, I so, definitely watched the trailer. Was that? I definitely watched the trailer. I,
1: where is the trailer? In the middle. Because uh, I there
2: are bold headers, and like the second one is season fifteen trailer.
1: See, but when see it says season fifteen trailer, and then I there's nothing there. Oh, I see where you are. I have my windows <laughs> small, and it's off to the right. Son of, I didn't watch it. How was it?
2: It was great. Was it? Son of a- I'm excited. I'm doing a rewatch of sorts. Not really a rewatch. I'm just like... I'm just watching it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it just because and- you want to. I get it. it happens.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm in this uh, group message of a bunch of... I think I've mentioned this before. A bunch of Boy Scout Ma- or Cub Scout moms who are also Supernatural fans. It's a very specific group. Wow.
1: There's like <laughs> six of you? Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 that that are all from my son's pack. There you go. Um, and so like people are talking about, oh, it's coming out in a few weeks. Oh, I'm doing a season 14 rewatch. Oh, this and that and the other thing. And uh, like they're trying to time it right so that like they don't finish watching season 14 too soon before the 15 <laughs> premieres. So they don't have to wait.
1: Dorks, I love it. Go ahead. <laughs> uh,
2: super dorks, but awesome, awesome nerds. Um, and I'm just sitting here. I'm over here like. I'm in the middle of season three. It's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even I don't care. Oh I don't know what to I'm I'm do. I'm over here in just enjoying myself. Starts. No pressure. <laughs> Watching like, the boys. I just watched Mystery Spot today. It was <laughs> fantastic.
1: <laughs> so there is a lot of information in this. Um I'm excited. I wanna see what happens to these boys. I gotta I I don't even know where I am because I, I was in the middle of a, a why my go to show to put on when I have a minimal amount of time is friends right now because they're half hours and I can ignore it. But when I we just finished Chuck, which was adorable. Angela finishing Chuck was fantastic. She she texted me. I'm not crying, you're crying. Shut up. The show is stupid. And I was like, oh, that means you reached the end. Yay. Um now uh catching up on iZombie. And I will be watching... I tried to wait for her, but I can't anymore. I need to see what's going on with the boys so I can start season 15 proper. Because I want to be there when it ends. I'm going to probably watch it week to week.
2: Okay, I have to tell you a stupid story about me and Supernatural. I came to Supernatural very late in the game. I don't know, like back in the day when it started what was on against it that I didn't watch it but like some it must have been something else I liked was on at the same time Mm -hmm. um kids ask your parents (laughs) (laughs) so I didn't watch it and then my friend Lexi convinced me that I would like it and she got me hooked on it and I started watching it I I guess it was on I guess it's on Netflix so I started watching it in between I think season nine and season ten we're in the middle of season 10 i started watching from the beginning and then i i don't know how i got it into my head but for some reason i thought that the end of season 10 the current season at the time was the end of the show
1: oh really and
2: so like i caught up and then i started watching it week to week and then the finale came on and i was like okay this is the last episode i'm glad i caught up on this show in time to watch it And I posted it on Facebook. I'm like, time to say goodbye to the Winchesters. (laughs) Everybody on my timeline was like, what the hell is wrong with you?
1: (laughs) Way off. Just a half a decade (laughs) off. Sorry.
2: (laughs) So, hi, I'm a moron.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's shocking that they've been around for 15 seasons. Damn. Good on them. Um, I'm
2: glad they got another five years out of it.
1: Yeah, easily. Um, And tertiary <laughs> Sam Dean Winchester news I'm assuming at the end when the boys are done filming their season and they're you know they're done they've wrapped it up and they're looking for other work trying to figure out what they're gonna do Jared has figured that out Jared Padalecki to star in Walker Texas Ranger reboot fuck me <laughs> cbs tv studios is in development is in is developing the project based on the 1990s staple that starred chuck norris so i
2: mean does jared padalecki kick as much ass as chuck norris
1: okay there's no 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 that's just a silly question no but i am curious because I I don't think I've ever watched an episode of Walker Texas Ranger.
2: Okay. Because so I know how Walker it's going to end. Week is to watch Walker Texas Ranger.
1: <laughs> you know he's going to kick someone and they're going to die. End of episode. I'm curious as to what they're going to do with Jared. How are they going to pull this off?
0: Maybe he's been training.
2: I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's not in bad shape, especially not for his age, which is our age but he's not Chuck Norris. No, nobody's Chuck Norris.
1: <laughs> Nobody is Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris is not even Chuck Norris. Yeah, he's really not. It's a shame. But there you go. It's it's CBS um is it going to be on that C- uh, CBS pay-for-us streaming thing? Did it say that? No. Just a CBS produced, so uh, <laughs> I don't I <laughs> I don't... Why? I can
2: only hope what? that Jensen finds something better to do.
1: <laughs> <sighs> Padalecki, a Texas native, has spent the past 15 years starring with... Wait. No. Padalecki. Jensen Eccles. Okay, sorry. Like, 15 years, and now moving on to do his own reboot. Walker. The Texas Ranger. Ah. <sighs> All right, let's scroll back to see the things that I had missed. Um, let's talk about the sad news. Uh, Eon Line. Now, this, I don't know who this person is, but Star Trek's Aaron Eisenberg died at the age of 50. Um, this is this is a Ferengi, the guy who played a Ferengi character, Nog. The 1990 mm-hmm. series Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Um, I I'm not I'm not a Star Trek aficionado. I recognize the character because he's recognizable. Um, but apparently, this guy was was plagued with some some illnesses. was born with one kidney, and he had to have a tr- couple of transplants and whatnot. So it is a shame that he has passed. Um, the the news came from uh, Melissa Longo, apparently his wife. But it took quite a while for them to to get married, and they were married just on paper, and they were going to save money and do all that stuff. It's it's a touching story. Um, he 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 was around for a while in the Star Trek universe, 1993 to 1999 on Deep Space Nine. So big bucket of win. Had a couple of recurring roles on other shows. <laughs> Wonder Years, Parker Lewis Cantley's. God, those are names. Tales from the Crypt, Jeez, Crazy. So I was sad to see him go. Um Yeah, I really liked that character. Did it's you like, I'm not familiar with it, so <clears throat>
0: I mean, it's it's been a long time. It's been a really long time, but I remember really liking uh the uh I liked all the 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 Frankies. They were very inter- entertaining and
1: uh well. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, and and to continue the suck news, um, the Simpsons and Rick and Morty producer uh, J. Michael Mendel uh, has died at the age of fifty four. Yeah, that was a shock. A couple of young guys. Um, does it? It a, cause of death has not been confirmed. Um, but like, he helped create two hundred and seven episodes of The Simpsons. Uh, winning Emmys in 95, 97, and produced 22 episodes of freaking Morty. Like, that's a big bucket of win. And it's a shame. Like, I it, it, this this story does not include the caveat of he was sick for most of his life. So it's a shame. 50, it just shy, two days short of his 55th birthday. Damn, that sucks. Well, it happens. Unfortunately, uh, their their body of work will live on, and hopefully, keep keep them keep them in our minds. Um, let's switch over to the Emmys. Seeing as I didn't watch the Emmys, Karen, did
2: you? You know, I did.
1: I know that was that was a lead-in. So this one from CNN.com. See who took home an Emmy award. List here. So. Karen, tell me, tell me the surprises.
2: The surprises, um, <laughs> not the a surprises one. that Game of Thrones <laughs> did not win very much.
1: I, I don't know that that's all that
0: surprising. <laughs> yeah. But...
2: Well, you know, I mean, sometimes awards shows can be considered out of touch and oh, there just you go. giving awards out to like whatever the biggest show is, which, regardless of how you feel about it, Game of Thrones was the biggest show there was. It's true. Um, for this, and a lot of other um, primetime dramas kind of scheduled their seasons around being out of Emmy contention with Game of Thrones because they thought they were gonna get you know they were gonna get steamrolled by Game of Thrones Mm -hmm. and then instead like they won best drama and best supporting for Peter Dinklage and that's it I'm sure they won some creative arts Emmys I didn't really pay attention to that Um, I do like to see
1: I like seeing that John Oliver won for outstanding variety talk series Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: That's the best one, in my opinion. Um,
1: Killing Eve, best outstanding lead actress in a drama series.
2: Yeah, I texted Chris because he had gone to bed and (coughs) and he didn't see that one. But yeah, Jodie Comer.
1: Damn, look at... Okay, so I'm not... uh, Outstanding comedy series. I'm just going to list the names. Veep, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Barry, The Good Place, Fleabag, Russian Doll, and Schitt's Creek. Like, that is a... Good list of shows.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Fleabag won. I, yes. I'm a little Fleabag upset that won. The Good Place didn't, because I really like that show. I really like that show. But that's, it's so many options that are actually really good. Yeah,
0: I kept... I, I was not watching all of it, but every, a lot of times I just kept looking at things like, yeah, I don't care who wins. They're all good. There's There's no bad option here. This is all really awesome, so...
2: Um, Fleabag won a ton, which is great. I hope that, you know, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is allowed to do whatever the hell she wants to for the rest of her career.
1: Now, as a creative or as an actress?
2: She won as writer. Uh, (laughs) She won as actress. She won as um, the best comedy. And I think there was, I want to say director. I want to say, I don't know. There were four major awards she won, but she won for everything. Because by the time she got up for... I think it was when they won Best Comedy that she got up to the mic and she was like, this is just getting ridiculous. She actually Aww. said that.
0: Aww. <laughs> I liked the one where like, she went up for... She won for acting and she started like, acting is really hard. And then like she came up a few minutes later for writing. She's like, writing is really hard. <laughs> just made a play on the the same speech. It was uh, very cool.
2: Uh, there were a few good speeches. <coughs> uh, Michelle Williams won for... Um, limited series or movie and gave a phenomenal speech about uh, pay equality. Right. Um, And uh, what the hell? Patricia Arquette also won and she gave a a a moving speech about trans equality and uh, what's her face? Alex Borstein from Mrs. Maisel. When she won, she told a story about Her grandmother was um, a Holocaust survivor, and the only reason she survived is that she was in line to be shot, and she asked what would happen if she stepped out of line. And uh, the guard said, I don't have the heart to shoot you, but someone else will. And so she stepped out of line, and nobody shot her, and that's why Alex Borstein and her children are are here to this day. And so she was like, you know, just step out of line, because what's the worst that could happen?
1: Yeah. And
2: uh, so, yeah.
0: I also heard. uh, Was it Jenny McCarthy? Was a complete total disaster on the uh, red carpet beforehand.
2: Yeah, I I heard that too. I didn't really get to see that because I was watching my football team lose. Um, (laughs) What'd you hear?
1: I'm curious. What's what's
0: what happened? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember because I thought I thought it was just absolutely hysterical to me. Uh, I don't know. She was just like completely out of touch with who she was talking to, like about certain things. Like she. Asked some, uh, <clears throat> I think she mistook somebody for somebody else, and uh, I don't know. I, 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 let me see if I can find what I was looking at. Uh.
2: I, I just saw people on Twitter offering money for celebrities to go get interviewed by her and to mention that they should vaccinate their children. <laughs>
3: uh. <laughs> uh, um, so also,
2: Fox did the uh, no host for the Emmy award show thing mm-hmm. and it tanked horribly you guys it was so bad it was so dumb i saw some people on twitter being like maybe we should take fox out of the rotation for having the emmys because they did a terrible job oh
1: man it's
2: they had um, tom lennon do voiceover commentary uh like saying <laughs> random so facts about the winners as they were walking up to the stage it was the weirdest goddamn thing. <laughs> like everything he said, it was like, "What the fuck is wrong with him? Is he okay?
1: <laughs> Does he need a doctor? I think he might need a doctor." Oh,
2: it was just very, very. It was very so. Strange.
1: Speaking about disasters, or or, or here, let's just say faux pas.
2: Emmy-related disasters. <laughs>
1: oh, okay, let's um,
0: see. Uh, she told Jenny McCarthy told Christina Applegate that she wanted to be her when she grew up. Uh, however, they're only one year apart. Uh, Jenny is forty six. Christina
1: Applegate is forty seven. But, so, uh, but but Jenny McCarthy has yet to grow up. I suppose that is that is fair, right? I think that's that's a safe statement. Um, and I think
0: like I, I think more than I believe more than one person just walked away from her on the red carpet. <laughs> Rich- to which I say, good for you. Bravo! Why would you walk up to her in the first place? <laughs> I think she walked up to them. Oh. I mean, she was she was the one hosting the red carpet oh, or purple wow. carpet or whatever it was Bad idea. it was like Bad Fox idea. really pushed hard to make the the Emmys as much of a commercial for the masked singer as they could possibly do it. And uh, yeah, I don't even know so what that she- is. What is that? <clears throat> Some show on Fox that they really want you to watch.
2: It's a oh. reality singing competition where the 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 contestants are celebrities, but they're wearing these giant dumb animal masks, so you like have no clue as to who they could possibly be. And then the whole thing is just like trying to guess who they all are.
0: Mm. My sister is really impressed by this show.
1: Oh, okay, cool. And that really doesn't sound like anything that I would be enjoying at all. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> so, Variety.com brings us the information that Emmy's In Memoriam shows photo of a living composer <laughs> instead of Andre Previn. Oh,
0: guys. Fox, what are you, what are you doing here?
2: Yeah, speaking of uh, shit show broadcasts.
1: So, here, all right, here's the thing, Fox. When you do an In Memoriam, I get... They're accidentally showing the wrong photo. But when you do that, just try to make sure that they're dead so that they don't see it. And then say on all of the social medias, hey, that's That's not the dead guy. That's me. And oddly, they knew each other. How funny is that?
2: Yeah. uh, Somebody at Fox is so (laughs) fired.
1: I like the tweet. Did the Emmy Awards memoriam just show a photo of the very much alive conductor Leonard Salkin? or Salt, Saltkin? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it, right there. It's a photo of a picture on a on a TV. Yeah, they did. Good job. Way to go, Fo- way to go, Fox. Just oh God. All right. Ugh. Uh scrolly, 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 and I think we've covered everything except for the final bit Karen I I actually I don't know well this was for both of you I put this up this was from screenrant.com it's the trailer for the new Cat Dennings comedy on Hulu uh, yeah, called, I saw this earlier today called Dollface. um I really like Cat Dennings uh I don't know how I feel about this show I mean, I don't either. I haven't seen it yet. I saw
0: the <laughs> I saw the trailer. It looked, uh, you know, all right.
1: Like that, I. That's like it didn't immediately like. There are certain things about the the trailer. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Interesting, I I feel like they've like I. I remember Kat Dennings being more. I, I that's the only thing I could say it, and she she seems kind of subdued in this trailer, but. We shall see. It's not available yet. Does it say when? Hmm.
2: November, I think it said November fifteenth. or Yeah, something.
1: It was, it's coming soon-ish. So, um,
2: yeah, I I was intrigued by the trailer. I wasn't as you know as lukewarm as you guys sound like you are. The one thing that did bother me was the the lady with the CG cat head. I'm like this seems Ugh. like a gimmick that's going to get old very quickly. <laughs> yeah, that
0: wasn't a very uh, attractive. CG model there
1: and that's that was what, yeah.
2: hmm. like uh. the the trope of crazy cat lady is extraordinarily overplayed at this point
1: <laughs> yeah but have they ever actually given the crazy cat lady a cat head
2: that doesn't make it a good idea just because they You're haven't not done it before my <laughs> 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 like there may be Oh. Just possibly a reason no one has done this before.
1: <laughs> yes, true. Uh, so yeah, Cat Dennings, Hulu, November, Dollface. Check it out if you want. Watch the trailer. Let us know how you feel about it. Are you as lukewarm as we are? Hmm. We shall see. All right. That's it. That's all the news that we f- f- see saw fit to talk about. All the news that's
0: fit the news.
1: Did, did I that I as, as I scroll back cuz I jumped around a lot. Make sure I covered. Up, oh, nope, I missed one. I wasn't going to bust I, your balls about it. I did miss one and here it is, CNN style. Ralph Lauren releases fashion tribute to Rachel Green from Friends. There's more of this 25th anniversary <laughs> of Friends stuff going on. And I am actually in the part of my rewatch where she is working for Ralph Lauren. Uh, bloomies. So, there it is. You can, like, it's so. So, that was season six ish. So, 20 years ago, she dressed like this. Mm-hmm. And now they're putting it out again. So, that just shows how original fashion is. Mm-hmm. Constantly reinventing. Um. <laughs> At
2: first, I was like, I'm looking for, like, solo model shots or, like, runway shots of these outfits. I'm like, where, you know, okay, they're doing this collection. Where is it? I didn't realize, like, this big picture at the top of all the models sitting on the couch. Like, that is the collection. I'm like.
1: Well, except for the guys, because they don't have. Right. Any friends. They don't have the Ross line yet. No. the, The Chandler Bing line
2: it just seems kind of subdued to me to be i mean it's rachel green inspired yeah um but like
1: she was more colorful than that she was and you know honestly she was more known for her hairstyles during the show like that was the thing about rachel not necessarily her clothing um but hey way to jump on that bandwagon ralph 25 year celebration Friends never gets old. Alright. Now that's all the news, right? Did I miss yeah. anything? Scrolly scrolly scroll. No. <laughs> that I last got...
2: one I don't know how much is actually
1: news. <laughs> no, no, but it just so happens that I'm watching Friends currently, so I felt I felt it necessary to talk about. Alright, that's it. That's all we got. Chris, you got a spiel for me? No. Alright, so thanks everybody for listening. <laughs>
0: Oh, goodness. You can get in touch with us at malikgeekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. Or follow this show specifically at Webcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade, K-R-I-S. Karen, where can our listeners find you?
2: Shoot underscore the underscore moon.
0: And Evan, where can our listeners find you? Geekade underscore score, Evan. Fantastic. And if you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh, original content. Back to you, Evan.
1: Thank you so much, Chris. Have you chosen your homework this week? Because I know... You were just you were pushing that till the very end to decide on what we're gonna do for next week because it is your yes, turn.
0: Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, so next month uh, is yeah, October, hmm. uh, and we are going to be participating in Geekade's Thirty-One Days of Halloween again. And uh, it occurred to me, you know, I forgot to actually cross-reference this. You sent a list of all the ones that we had done already, so let me make sure. I'm in the clear here do 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 and I am oh boy this is a, this is a tough one I'm I'm like I'm stuck between two very different directions here um and you know what I I I think I've made my uh decision based on <laughs> nah screw it I'm I'm going I'm going with where my heart is and uh, I have to pick uh Parks and Recreation Greg Picitus Parks and So re- we're yeah, we're all doing Halloween picks all month in uh, uh, October to tie in with Geekate's 31 Days of Halloween. And I'm going with the Greg Pakitis episode of Parks and Rec, which I don't know what episode number that is. But we'll fig- We'll get that all figured
1: out. Okay. Parks and Rec. I still Greg what? Greg Pakitis.
2: P-I-K-I-T-I-S. Pakitis. <laughs> all
1: right. There's your homework, people. <sighs> all right. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Season two, episode seven. What? Season two, episode seven. All right, season two, episode seven. There's your homework. Now there's your homework. So once again, thank you for joining us here at this week's episode. From all of us here, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. I have an extremely short title
0: sequence. (laughs) Good night.
1: And this concludes our broadcast day.